Right. <clears throat> that was my Andy impression. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can do. Lewis has no idea. I've got no idea. Andy <laughs> always clears his throat dramatically and sort of, yeah, much better than that before he starts so that he can go, hi, which I'm not going to do. We're rolling, we're rolling. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I'm Philippa Sturt, and alongside me is my co-host, Simon Walsh. Greetings, everyone. And today we're joined by Lewis Mallet. Lewis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. What's happening? What's going on? What's keeping you busy? Um, well, I've got a nice beer, so thank you very much. Very nice. Courtesy of Yeasty noise. Boys. Thank you. Um, no, so much going on. I run an exec search firm, and there's an awful lot of recruiting going on. In any particular sector or just... So we're a global search firm. So predominantly financial services, healthcare, tech, consumer. And then we're doing board level search. Yeah minus one or two. Um, and then we have a US company, UK and Europe, and then some in India. What would you say your kind of USP? Me. What is it? <laughs> no, but why would I choose you to find me somebody? So, so we're a services business. And so our, our business revolves around people, you know, and the function of recruiting, everyone does. Same as yeah. a lawyer, right? Like yeah. what's the difference that makes a difference? And it's the experience that yeah. people have with you. You know, the customer service, the advice. It's a very personal thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. like super personal. People don't realise that about law, but it's all about the personal relationship. Yeah, like why would I choose one lawyer over another? The person, the lawyer. But isn't that the interesting thing about recruitment though, Lewis, is that you've got your own firm, but it's ultimately about you and the relationships that you're building up. So so kind of how do you how do you get other people who work for you to kind of be mini Lewis's running around the world? Because or are you just doing it all? So we've built we've built a platform. So Bentley Lewis yeah. is our platform. Is, is there a Bentley as a matter of interest? The car outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Is that really it? Oh, yeah. Because it sounds really kind of like, Thank it you. sounds quite Sorry. sort of Mayfair. Only because Ori Clark, there is no Clarks. So. Was there ever a Clark? I don't know. <laughs> um, remind me of the question you just asked me, but I'll tell you the Bentley story now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, do. So when I set up, I, I worked for one other search firm before, and then I was thinking about a name. And I had a list of like 60 names and like everything's it's taken. Worth it is the name. Website taken. I tried to think of some cool Latin and Greek names related to people and recruiting. Everything was taken. And in the end, I was Nobody like, Nobody okay. can pronounce them anyway. So you probably dodged the bullet there. <laughs> and then I was like, Lewis is a surname. And what can I put in front of it that makes it sound like it's not just me on my own and that we've been around for a while and then end up coming with Bentley and it's high up in the alphabet and you come up higher on searches. And it's and it like British, posh, posh prestigious. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. So that was that. <laughs> and then your question was... About how, how do you, like recruiting is very much about personality. Oh, yes. How do you kind so, of replicate yourself? So, well, I try not to because some people like me, some people don't. I mean, you know, um, but um, no, we hire really good folks and they typically, they have a network, people like them, and they want to work on a, on a global platform like ours. And so we create like the team environment, the support, the infrastructure and all of those things. And yeah, I look for nice, kind people to do it with, you know, because the work's the work and who you do it with really matters. Yeah. And so describe the platform to us. You've, you've mentioned platform a couple of times, yeah. but can you just elaborate so, on that? So platform being like the technology, the research support, um, the finance, the accounting, et cetera, um, the clients... So our clients are global. So if we have, and we have a great lady that works for us in Dallas, for example. And so as well as her 
leveraging her own network for work, she can tap into our global network and we do lots of work and searches together with the same customers. So I have to ask you, what is the most bizarre job you've recruited for? (laughs) The most bizarre job? (laughs) I don't know about bizarre. Probably like... I know, like, kind of executive chocolate taste of a green and I'm black. Like, or... I'm like so vanilla. You're just I'm for like... hoping for <laughs> like... this job now. This is just. Our stuff's so vanilla. Yeah. It's like a CEO, a CFO, a chief risk officer, da 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 da. But I need to kind of divert maybe into something more interesting. Do you find some of the, I mean, are there some clients where it's just impossible to please them? that you spend years searching for something. Well, you've got to remember that everyone thinks they can do recruiting better than a recruiter. Yeah. Like everyone. And presumably they can't. Much like everybody thinks Recruiting's they can hard. do law better than lawyers. Recruit, they can, can't they? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Google. Yeah. Law. Um, but no, no, a lot of people like, recruiting is hard, especially the last few mm. years. It's time consuming, isn't it? It's time consuming. The last few years has been way more jobs than there are people. Yeah. Um, you know, and the conversation isn't like, you know, why do you want to come work here? It's like, please come work. Why should I? Yeah, yeah. please come work here. Oh my God, I'll give you anything. And yeah. you know, you've got to get the story right. And people need to feel that their career is going to be better served with you versus where they are. So it's, it's, it's finding like when clients uh, haven't quite grasped the current environment, it's like playing poker and then you haven't quite realized the blinds have gone up and in your mind yeah. it's getting a little bit, you know. So... You've got to, he's educating people on that. Educating people is quite, you know, I think we think that a lot about clients, don't we? Got to educate them. Well, they've got a problem. They need to find someone and they come to a professional recruiter and... Bingo. You find them somebody. Yeah. Or not. Or not, as the case may be. It depends. Yeah, yeah. The scenario has to be right, what they're looking for. You know, they want like 12 million things. Um, And so a lot of it is just trying to understand, well, what's absolutely critical and what can you train and stuff. You know, because it's not about, it's not about, you know, everyone wants to find the best candidate, but it's really finding the right candidate for the right job. Um, and when you arrive on like what those things are, like everyone hires for pedigree mm-hmm. over potential. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, they work for this firm and that firm. And so often look for something that isn't quite there. And over, over the recruitment process, it starts to like crystallize what, they're, what they really need. Most of us, well, none of us in this room are CEOs by you, CEO of your own company. But like, what is the typical recruitment process for a CEO? I mean, you know, you kind of read that kind of company XYZ is looking for a new CEO. That means very little to most people. Kind of just open the doors on it a little bit. So they'll need to find a new CEO. So they'll select a recruiter, headhunter, exec search consultant, whatever you want to call it. And then we'll go about finding people. And so usually for us, we have a three-pronged approach. So we've got a network of people that we know. Uh, we do fresh new research. So we, lo- we do a list of every single company that this person could possibly come from. We approach mm-hmm. all of them. Um, and then we've done probably lots of searches, similar searches. And so we'll have all these old research. And all of that together, we'll end up with probably speaking to three, 400 people at least. Wow, wow that's within incredible. Within each search, yeah. yeah. And we can't, we're, we're outreaching speaking with them. And when you say speaking to them, is that an email or is that literally pick up the phone and say... What, the first contact? Yeah. um, So back in the day, it used to be 100 calls a day, cold calls. Uh, But nowadays, um, there's so many different ways to communicate. Did you do the whole lying about why you were ringing 
Like, lying. Only if it was, uh, lawyers, only if they wouldn't put me when, through. When, when oh, lawyers a, are being recruited. Lawyers don't they lie. Always get, no, but you always get phoned up by somebody uh-huh. and they what say... Were your, what were your top tips for uh, lying to get through to the... Reception would always say, there's there's a Joe Bloggs on the phone and he wants to talk to you about a contract. And you'd be like, a contract? Any, any further information to that? And you'd be like... Put it's a recruiter I'm not ringing about that I'm ringing because I wondered if you'd be interested in a job when I started I was doing all of that it was all cold calls there was no LinkedIn and you'd get like the phone book and you'd call up and sometimes you'd call like five people from the same firm and didn't realise that they all sat next to each other yeah, and, they, <laughs> and one was like hold on let me put on loudspeaker yeah. and they'd be like hey you know <laughs> so, um, and I just that's how, that's how, that's how it was yeah. back then and then as things have evolved, it's changed. So I, we don't really do that cold calling anymore. So your outreach is either, well, I mean, look, you can call, email, WhatsApp, tweet, send a LinkedIn message. Most people manage their own social media accounts. Most CEOs or like senior business leaders probably have an EA or someone managing their email. The yeah. yeah. And then I'm on the phone, to your point, or they might not even be in, in the office anymore, right? With the no. current like... So they're on their mobile and that's fine. So if you've got their mobile number, great. Um, And there's loads of tools to get people's mobile numbers. So you do anything and everything to get hold of the people you want to get hold of. And if they want to chat, great. But you know, 99% of people want to speak to a headhunter. Is that that true? Yeah, we never know. Why not? The amount of information that you can get from a headhunter. Salary, what's going on in the market, who's moving. God, I never even thought. I mean, so shit. like when I call you, when I call you tomorrow about this partner yeah. role I've got yeah, for a yeah. law firm down the road, yeah, yeah. you're probably going to want to chat with me. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, yeah. And you'd have to say yes. But you know, most, most people want to chat. And also remember the further up you go in a company, it's pyramid structure. So most people, they don't have really have anywhere else to go, right? And so Lewis, how long would that process typically take for a CEO? I mean, of a PLC or... So our, our research takes about four weeks, roughly. Then, however long the interview process is, and there's a whole raft of conversations about interviewing process. There's going to be more than one process. interview, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a CEO role, there'll be a lot of different stakeholders to, to, to meet, non-execs, if it's a public company, yeah. shareholders, if it's private, you, you know, like it's, there's quite a lot. And then that will vary from firm to firm. But, but you know, it could take, it could take a while, like it could be even six months yeah, and then you've got a notice period. So, you know, it could be 12, well, the notice period, 18, oh, easy. whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 So in the, do, do they ever do psychometric stuff? Well, yeah, we do psychometrics. Um, they might do psychometrics depending on size of firm. So you'll do some psychometrics, some testing, psychologists, psychiatrists, I mean, you know, whatever. And it's good. You need to do your due diligence. I mean, there's always like debates around how effective the psychometrics are. And, I don't know. The lot, I, I had to do one years ago and they like went do you want to know what we found out and I'm like yeah sure and they're like you're quite a controlling personality I'm like no (laughs) shit good lord Um, such a shock they're useful they're useful I mean with a CEO search pretty much everyone will be everyone will do something like that some clients they put them through like a three four hour assessment with a psychologist oh my god yeah yeah there's a lot of free therapy basically they come out half the person they were when they came in I mean, <laughs> um, but it's good you know it's important especially for running a company so you, so UK like notice periods to your point could be 6 to 12 months in America it's 2 weeks yeah oh, well even at C-suite level maybe a month but 2 I mean, weeks wow. wow yeah in Germany I mean it goes the other way I suppose well the Germany the last the, the longest one I had was 9 months from the end of the quarter and they resigned in January 
So do you do any of this stuff when you're hiring your team? I mean, do you do psychometrics and that kind of um, thing? So we we don't do psychometrics. And the number one thing I look for is kindness. Don't ask me how I find that. I was just going to say, how do you assess kindness? So, so there's, there's either, you can either... You can either ask situational questions, like what would you do in this situation or how would you do with this and stuff. And sometimes it's good. But my, my, my view on interviewing now is I make them really relaxed at the beginning. Um, and then I ask them what questions they have for me. And I always put the ball in their court first because you can tell a lot about someone by the questions that they ask. How do you feel about, I don't really have any questions for you. See ya. <laughs> but it, but it is quite interesting because normally you run through the whole interview and then you go to the end. Oh, have you got any questions for us? It's like kind of you know the wrap up bit. But yeah, you know, it kind of makes a lot of sense. You flip it on that on the head. Do you let them know beforehand that you're going to? No, no, okay, no, no. Okay. So if it's the first time we've met, hey, great to meet yeah. you. Any question? You know, what questions you have? Anything you'd like to know about the role, the yeah. firm? You know, what would you like to know? Let's start there. Yeah. I mean, now we know, having had this conversation, and anybody that's hoping to get a job with you who's listening knows to go, well, my first question is, people keep telling me I'm just too kind, and I don't know what to do about it. Is that going to be a problem? You're in. <laughs> I did actually have a conversation yesterday where I was told I was too kind, so there you go. But don't mistake kindness for weakness. Do not mistake kindness for weakness. Because, you know, like, back in the day being a good business person meant being mean and tough and things like that. But you can be kind and extremely good at business. And most of the yeah. people you meet at the top are actually, like the difference that makes the difference is like the communication, the empathy. They're either psycho psychopaths or they're complete they're nice. psychopaths. Yeah. Well, yeah. completely, yeah. Got portraits of their sh of sharks all over their walls and that kind of thing. Well, or they're trying to get to Mars or yeah. Yeah. something. <laughs> On a one-way ticket. <laughs> <laughs> You're based in London, right? Yes. And do you don't have an office here? Not anymore. No. Okay. So no. do you have an office space anywhere? Or? No. So about, about a year ago, we got rid of our office. And over COVID, we hired quite a few people outside of the UK. So most of our folks are not in the UK. And I was going in... So we, we had an office on Throgmorton Street, just yep. by the Bank of England. And then COVID hit. And then everyone called me and said, hey, that search you're doing, uh, it stopped. And you're like, ah. Oh. So you go through this process of where can you save money, cut costs and stuff like that. So, so we got reduced rent, COVID continued. We managed to get, our contract ended. So then I got, um, then I rented a really cool two-bed flat in Allgate as our office. Okay. Which is incredible. And, um, but Could it was you use it as office? Well, it's basically me. Yeah. Okay. No one was coming in. Um, it was still COVID. Yeah. And then once I lost the ego thing of like... Oh, I don't have an office. I don't have an office. Because when I started, it's kind of like, you know, you have to have an office to be like respect, respected. Yeah, and where you had your office, it was clearly very... I'm right in the middle the of the city. People can walk past, the name's on the door. Like It was funny, you know, like it was in the city, it's financial services, you know, all of that stuff. And then... Yeah, and then actually you don't really need, you don't need an office. And the people that work for us aren't in the UK anyway, or some are, most aren't, and the clients are global and no one cares where we are. And most, and more and more of it is on video and we're doing global searches and just the way the business has gone. And actually of the, I'm in my 13th year of running my company now and it's been, it's the best group I've got, I've had ever. 
and the culture's the best it's been and everyone seems really happy. Even though no one's in an office. No one's in an office. But, but Lewis, how do you maintain that culture? I mean, if you've got a, a globally dispersed workforce, sure, as you've said, everyone at their kind of heart and soul is kind, but there's still a culture you kind of need to maintain. Kind of how are you doing that sort of remotely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the assumption is you can only do that in person, but there's two worlds, isn't there? There's the digital world and there's the in-person world. And so over COVID and a little bit before, because we set up in the US in 2019, which was our first international kind of hire. So we have Google Workplace. So um, mail calendar, Google Meets and stuff. So we do um, we do a team call every day, half an hour unstructured. You don't have to turn up. And anyway, so we do that. Everyone chats on the, on the Google chat. I do catch-ups with everyone. Much more intentional than they were when I was in the office with them, because in an office it was like, oh, we must we must catch up, or it was like now I'm doing it. It's in the diary. Yeah, it's a yeah. half an hour, and everyone that joins, I ask them, you know, how would you like to work with? How should we work with each other? How often would you like to catch up? And so we organise what works. Well, I organise what works best for them. Often it's like we we have a formal catch up a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. They can call me whenever. We do the chats. So we have team chats. So group chats and this digital thing, like everyone's really enjoyed. It's like on your family WhatsApp group, you know, like everyone's quite used to doing that stuff. Then we have a European meetup once every two months. Okay. I go to the US once a quarter and we have one global meetup a year, which we're having in November. Oh, nice. Where Where is the global one? London town. Ah, okay. I mean, <laughs> so it's our first one. It's our first one. And it's great because some people haven't met. Um, I have an amazing lady in Mumbai. She hasn't met the team. I mean, it's supposed to be really, really great. Yeah, so we're doing a yeah. few days. We've got an exec coach coming in. We're going to do a nice session. We've got some lunches, dinners, things like that. So that'd be really nice. But the digital stuff has been incredible for the culture. And people have got really close and really friendly from video, phone, and chat. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Clark got its start back in 1935 And while the world has changed a bit It's more than just survived From complying with the FCA And all things financy They can also speak fluently In the language of legalese Ori Clark was born and raised Right here in the UK And now for 20 years They've been helping others Get set up and on their way Ori Clark's door's always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. Big shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat. Okay, so that brings us to our favourite part of the show, the business versus bullshit quickfire round. DQ the music. This is where we reel off a list of key terms and all you have to do is tell us whether you think it's business or bullshit. Go for it. <laughs> if you're not sure, Lewis, you can always say biz shit. It's a combination. Okay, you ready? Go. Uh, diversity quotas. Not sure. Biz, biz, biz shit. Biz shit. Is the middle ground. There you go, biz shit. St- uh, stand up meetings. Uh, business. Do you do them? Uh, I stand, I have a standing desk 
Yeah. Well, I have a stuffing on my desk that I can stand. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can okay. put like a you can put I like know, a st- I don't, I don't you know, know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 okay <laughs> um. but sometimes it's weird if someone's doing a meeting with me and I'm standing yeah so. caffeine oh life's way better with caffeine business agendas agendas uh, business hour long meetings bishop they have their place depends what you're doing. Uh, office dogs. Ooh, business. Yeah. You do not, not yeah, you, got, you got a dog down there. Andy, Andy normally oh. has his dog. Oh. There's yeah, a yeah, dog yeah. mat and stuff down there. I like that. Uh, carbon credits. Mm, business. Swearing in meetings. Business. Fuck yes. <laughs> Pub lunches. All business. All business. Yeah. B corps. Is shit. Depending. It's not the only way to be good in the world. Yep. Yes. True. Fair play. Non-disclosure agreements. Business. Okay. That's good. Very few people I think people lots of recruiters, it's it's, they're quite common in the recruitment very common. industry. Yeah, yeah, very common. Have you ever had, tried to enforce one? Thankfully not. <laughs> but if I am, I know who to come to. Unlimited holidays. Unlimited holidays. Business. Do you, does your team have unlimited holidays? Yeah, I, I don't care when or how many. Nice. Uh, LinkedIn. Well, they'll probably take less holidays because yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, no, business. LinkedIn is a wonderful tool. Yeah. I think. How about formal work clothes? Formal work clothes. Yeah. Uh, biz shit. Depends who you're meeting. Yes. And the context. Have you ever had a shiny suit? Mm, oh, for sure. So back not in the a day, somewhere. Recruiter, back in the day, I've got about. I was going to say I've everyone's had my, a shiny suit. My suits have been in my cupboard for so long. Dress has got way more casual now. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brexit. Bullshit. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I think it will be. Mm, well, I'm going to say business because I have some, but I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, some are going to be down. losing money on that. I think crypto. I think uh, digital currency is business. Yes, I think uh, that's and the two most interesting. Yeah, it is. And the most interesting is the one digital currency that they're using for the Belt and Road. Do you know the Belt and Road Initiative? No. This is the biggest thing going on right now. Um, it's China's Belt and Road Initiative. They're they're investing billions in infrastructure connecting like Asia. Africa, etc., touches 75% of the world's population and trade is done in digital Chinese currency. Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. It's like a silk road for yeah. the yeah, exactly. 22nd exactly. century. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bitcoin, um, let's see. Excellent. That's the end of the quickfire round. You got 100 out of 80. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I think Bitcoin cost me. Lewis, this is where we give you 30 seconds to pitch your company, podcast, book, whatever you like. The floor is yours, so to speak. For 30 seconds, you can stand up if you want. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, go sign up for The Recruitment Show, which is my podcast. Live stream, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And all about recruiting, future of work, life, etc. Short and sweet. I like it a lot. <laughs> 
So there you have it. That was this week's episode of Business Without Bullshit. And we'll be back with BWB Extra on Thursday. Until then, it's it's goodbye. (laughs) Andy always says, it's ciao. And I just can't do it.